0: This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 5, track
1: 7, Back in Business.
0: I'm gonna show you that good guys don't always win. I'm gonna show you the brightest side of living in sin. So when you're six feet under, you won't wonder why
1: cause you got a halo, don't mean that you can
0: fly. If you thought it was over, you're way off track. You made a blunder. And you put me back, me back, back, in business.
1: This ain't no hit and miss.
0: Ooh, and we right. are back in business. After the lull of something to remember, we finally get a really hot track. A hot track. I don't know if it's a hot track. And it actually is a very divisive track. Yeah. Right? Some people really love it, like me. And -hmm. some people get annoyed by its up and downness, that it's slow, then fast, and slow, then fast. But I love it.
1: I feel like, uh, in a lot of ways, this is the sister song to He's a Man.
0: Absolutely.
1: We've gone back to the world of kind of the noir, Madonna wandering the streets looking for love and adventure. Yep. And, uh, and I also think it's, it's, it's very much a kind of, uh, it feels like an assignment song that, that there's like, th- they set like goals for themselves of, of how they wanted to uh, approach the song. Um, it's actually um, was supposed to be in um, Dick Tracy. Um, there are two back in businesses. There's this one. And then there's one that Stephen Sondheim wrote. Um, for the for the the film, and it's during a sequence when uh, Big Boy Caprice has figured out um, w- how Dick Tracy's spying on him and starts doing fake leads and faking him out, and they're all the crime guys are. We're back in business.
0: Well, it makes sense that it wasn't included because it doesn't really make sense for Breathless Mahoney to be singing a song about how you put me back in business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So because, but I wonder if there was any like tension between Warren and Madge about this not being included in the movie.
1: Well, a couple things, I think. um, And then we can talk about the song like specifically. Um, I do know that a lot of people were not um, happy in on the production with the song that Madonna put together. And obviously, because um, it's really not a song where she's singing about Dick Tracy. She's kind of looped it back into her own. She's almost become Dick Tracy in the song. Oh,
0: what a surprise that Madonna turned it around to be about her.
1: To be about her. And and I also don't think it's Breathless Mahoney no. singing. No. So th- that was part of it. I also feel like, um, according to the Sondheim book, um, Look, I Made a Hat... Um, the the comp- compilation of his lyrics, he talks about how uh Warren Beatty wanted to time the song to go with all the hits and the punches and the gunshots in the in the sequence. And um that is not um um, I think I think the vision of the montage changed once they heard Madonna's version and they kind of realized, oh, this is what we really want to do with this. Um, But it also kind of deprived Madonna of possibly getting an Oscar nomination for best original song.
0: Well, I mean, do you really think that this is a, a contender for an Oscar song?
1: I mean, you never know. You never know. I mean, I mean Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi from Young Guns 2 was nominated the same year
0: as this. Well, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But also, that is an iconic song. I mean, back is in the Is it business,
1: iconic?
0: It is for me. <laughs> I'm a cowboy.
1: No, that's Wanted Dead or Alive. Oh, that's no. That's glory. No,
0: no. Oh, then never mind. It's not. No, you're, no, right. you're right.
1: Wanted Dead or Alive was like from four years ago. I'm
0: before. wanted. Dead or alive.
1: Um, no, uh, I I think the word iconic, by the way, is way over. No, I'm
0: right gonna now. use it a lot this.
1: Everybody time. says it. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I always think
1: of like the Diana Ross moment When she like touches little Kim's boob At the MTV Music Awards I feel like that's an iconic moment
0: Okay, I agree Though I would say that's a that's a I don't know if I would say that's an iconic moment Actually, what I would say We're going is that, off the rails No, we're not, this is important So <laughs> I think, uh, I wouldn't say that that's iconic I would say that's um, amazing Iconic I think actually is like Diana Ross free concert central park. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those are iconic moments. But when you hear
1: people who brag about being there, it 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 means it was iconic, I think.
0: Yeah, or if when you know when I close my eyes and think about Ziana Ross, that's one of the few images that pops up, you know, in the like, rain. Yes, yes. yes.
1: In the rain. Yeah. Um, back in business, let's get back to back in business. Um, it's another Pat Leonard song, um, and it's got an environment around it. Um, Madonna's singing all kinds of different ways. Her yes. vocals, she is going for it she i think this song um she actually sang more than her usual one or two takes um cuz it feels like it's a very like um she's always reaching for a mood and because the like you said the the tempos and and the tone changes so much in the song that she's constantly having to kind of pivot to these different vo- voices
0: Yes. I think it took a lot of work. It feels like a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? Because she also has all that great and it shows like really cool parts of her voice. Like it shows that part of her voice, which is all about control. Like she can really control it at the beginning with the quietness Mm -hmm. and then going up into the chorus and like really like letting that big part of her voice out is really fun. But yeah, I wonder, was it all in, you know, could she go from one to the other in one take or was it like they had to stop and start a lot? Yeah. I just wanted to thank you for what you lack.
1: vocalists were there, were Nikki Donna and the one-time only Jenny Douglas McRae, who's Hmm. the third vocalist. Um, Nadia Davenport must have been off, you know, doing something fabulous. (laughs) Um, If they were with her doing this, because there's a lot of interaction between the vocalists and... um, It
0: feels like it. I mean, a lot of this album feels like that, like that everybody was there. This song starts to pivot us more to contemporary even though it's do you know what i mean there's something yeah. about it that because even that finger snap in it starts yeah. to sound like fresh madonna like madonna of the time mm-hmm. and i know we're about to go into the next two songs into like a deep musical theater or three songs deep yeah. musical theatery world but it feels like the first time we're making a nod to a real nod to the present does that make yes. sense yes
1: yeah yeah well uh, and it's it's definitely it's a great kickoff to the second side of the of the cassette as it was yes. when I got it in nineteen ninety um, I flipped it over. I was heartbroken by something to remember you were bored and waking up <laughs> from your slumber and and this song came on, and for me, um besides he's a man, this feels like the most experimental revolutionary track of the album in terms of. Having heard all of Madonna up to this point, and this being like, this blew my mind when I heard this. Like, I can't believe Madonna's doing this, like, big band jazzy. Like, yeah, it was crazy to me.
0: It is, yeah, I agree. It is, it is sort of, and it's like also how free it is, as most of the album is. Like, it just sounds like so much fun, especially at the end when they just let everybody play.
1: shout out jeff clayton and jeff clayton uh, is the saxophone player who does that whole breakdown at the i mean that that i think that moment sets us up so much for what's to come with like erotica and the the Mm. breakdown in secret garden and um i think that there's so many little little moments in this song where i think madonna's like oh we could like really stretch the palette Yes. Um, it's also one of her long... It reminds me, it's almost like a sequel to kind of like Dear Jesse or something like that, where it's like she's starting to really challenge the limits of a, of a quote-unquote pop song that she writes. Um, and this is one of her longest songs as well. I mean, it's the longest song on the yes. album, but it's one of her longest to that point as well. And I think she's really trying to um, take the formula that she had kind of perfected that She and Pat Leonard knew how to do in their sleep and was really kind of like trying to stretch it and saying, Well, why not? Why don't we why don't I scat? I know. I mean, it's great. It's and she sounds, she's not trying. Like you no. can feel her being like, We're just gonna try this, and I'm gonna look silly, maybe, but you know, I've already yeah. talked about spanking bananas, crying.
0: And, yes, and Betrayal and Heartbreak. Um, I always imagine that this song, like, yeah, she's, like, uh, um, she's coming to the studio. She's in those cut-off jean shorts, which she wears in the Blonde Ambition Tour, which, of course, makes no sense. This is all an imaginary idea, right? (laughs) Her hair is that bleach blonde, um, and it's all ratted out. You know, like, she slept, you know, that look when Madonna's hair is a mess and, like... She's and just she's kinda, just
1: spent all that time shooting Dick Tracy, where she had to be yeah. in curls and everything had to be perfect.
0: So, so she's shown sure she's yeah, she showed up in her jean shorts. Yeah, she's shown up in her jean shorts, messy hair, no makeup. She, I don't think she's wearing flip-flops because I've never imagined Madonna wearing flip-flops, but what if she does wear flip-flops?
1: No, dancers would never, no. (laughs) A PSA. Flip-flops are the worst thing to put on your feet.
0: They're bad for your feet.
1: They're terrible for your feet and dancers never wear them.
0: So she comes in and she's like, yeah, let's record. Oh, she's chewing gum, of course, when she comes in, but she spits it out. And then she's like, all right, I got to get into character. And like, she gets gets into it. And then she like gets into the vamp you know she's really really into it but she's yeah. just like in a t-shirt and shorts um
1: and a fedora i
0: think she brings a fedora <laughs> as, a, as a nod to
1: the noir-ness interesting yeah
0: i don't know about that but i whatever you say yeah. um like but it then it's it
1: on like like a jaunty like I'm. oh
0: i like it oh i liked yeah. your visual i wish people could see it yeah I, um, I
1: tilted my hat so that it hid one of my eyes
0: you do look fabulous Mark. Thank you. RIP and Ryan
1: King. I've been thinking about um, her all week. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Broadway um, This song obviously has never uh, been performed It's never been uh, I'd love for her to haul this out In some wacko way Like she did with I'm Going Bananas
0: You know what she should do I agree with you Is that she should She should announce that she's retiring Like this week And then like in six months Be like no I'm not I'm I'm, I'm back uh, by popular demand And she should start the show With the song <laughs>
1: With Back in Business I always thought that I thought it would be a good opener For a show Like a Broadway version Version of Madonna's Mm -hmm. concerts.
0: Madonna on Broadway, yeah. Track one, back in business. I love it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, And you know, I I think the the replacement song by Stephen Sondheim is is just fine. It's been done all over the place, and uh, is a lovely song. I also think, um, I think, just to be bold about it, I think this this song, as recorded on the album, would have upstaged what was going on in the film oh time.
0: absolutely yeah absolutely
1: oh i love this song
0: me too i'm glad heard, you do i do
1: i do love it no i i love this whole uh, again I did too. I, every yeah. everybody that um when we've t- i've talked to people about uh the podcast they're like oh i can't wait for you to talk about i'm breathless music from and inspired by the film dick tracy because it for so many people it's their it's their most fun and this is just yes It's just Madonna being fun. It
0: really is. It's like it is such the tonic for the time period where and coming into a new decade, and then also just this this perfect yin and yang with like a prayer. I can't get over it. And then, you know, where we're moving towards at the end of this album like pushes us into the future in such a a magical way. This, this
1: these are the bricks. This is the brick towards the finale. Yeah. Hey, everybody. One of our favorite listeners has graciously agreed to come on and talk about his love of this seminal track from I'm Breathless, music from inspired by the film Dick Tracy. Please welcome my conversation with Dan Fortune. Hi Dan. Hello, Mark. Hi. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm happy as well. And um, to take a to join us on this this what is proving to be a pivotal album for uh, gay men of our generation, (laughs) I'm breathless. Music from and inspired by the film Dick Tracy. So, um, when, what, why do you love back in business?
2: I love back in business because it's sort of you mentioned. You said the word pivotal. I feel like it's a real pivotal. The whole album is pivotal for her because Mm -hmm. it's the first, to me, uh, you know, she obviously before this, there was a lot of different and great stuff. But, you know, she was trying to be taken seriously and be mature. And this has the most jazzy stuff on it. You know, I know you've had several conversations about when she took vocal lessons for various things. I think she like really sings Mm. on this album like she really hasn't before. And Back in Business is one of those key tracks that you it's Madonna as a singer versus yeah. a just a pop star and obviously she's a songwriter and all that but it sort of showcases her as a singer like nothing else before and back in business is a great example of that so that's one of the reasons why i love it
1: yeah um with this song um it's the longest song on the record what um about it uh pulls you back and makes you listen to it now because you know, it's been thirty years or so uh-huh. since we, since the novelty of Madonna singing these songs wore off. Let's say, does it ever wear off?
2: <laughs> it never. That's a good question. It never really wore off for me. It always feels like something I can go back to, and it very much brings me back to a. Well, I texted you this earlier. My mother sent me a photo of a uh, jean a denim jacket that I had with her with Madonna on the back.
1: And, he has um, a denim jacket, y'all. With Madonna <laughs> I, on it yeah. And, um, and it's a Madonna circa 1985, <laughs> something the, like that. The desperately so it, seeking Susan era Madonna.
2: <laughs> it feels it feels like a very um, uh, important part of my life, and it go that music sort of, sort of takes me back there organically. But I can still appreciate it for now because it's still like I always have a soft spot for 80s and 90s pop. And that's what I love about the album and that song is it has that sort of pop bounce, but it also has the brass solo. So it hits both of those boxes in a way that, that a lot of things can't. But I think that w- that's what makes it so unique.
1: Is there a moment in back in business that uh, you would recommend people who think they know Madonna all you know cockily? Is there a moment in the song that you would be like, go listen to that and be blown away.
2: I don't have a moment as in like, listen to two minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. I will say, just focus on her voice in a new way and think about the Madonna who kind of sang Holiday, whatever, seven, six years earlier. Mm -hmm. And then who who Madonna is as a vocalist in that song. And I'd pay attention to that because I feel like that's one of the transformative parts of, of that album and that song.
1: Yeah, uh, Dan is a wonderful musicologist, an incredible DJ. Florida, He's, thanks. No, you know, you know your <laughs> stuff. You know, I, I'm never, I'm never worried about you missing a reference. And um,
2: speaking of uh, references, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I just yeah. realized the, this song has an elephant uh, back in business has a literal Ella Gerald reference that I didn't get until today.
1: Ooh, what? Let's get a task. It what? that
2: is a that is a quote from a big L or big, Ellis big hit from the. I think it was the 30s or 40s. Wow. That is a direct Ella reference, and I didn't even get that until until recently.
0: A tisket, a basket, a brown
2: and yellow basket. I send a letter to my mommy
1: on the way I dropped it. I dropped it, I dropped it. Yes, on the way I dropped it. Well, and and I I think, you know, uh, the things I know that you love, and and a lot of your musical favorites, a lot have a lot of wit and have a lot of humor. I like to think all that scatting she does when she goes mm-hmm. is all improv improvised, and she was just kind of doing it. I want to believe that's true. I don't know if it is. It it may it sounds a little labored, but I'm I'm hoping it isn't. I
2: mean, there's a certain. Um, uh hesitancy in jazz circles about oh my god there's the girl singer scatting again so that's definitely something that people watch out for and sometimes look down on and I think and I'm not a scatting expert by any means but she equips herself very well and she doesn't overindulge in that type of singing and it's in there is a flourish not the main event and that's very tasteful and that's not necessarily a word that people associate with her and I say what kudos and well done of course the other thing that fascinates me and I know you and Kenny referenced the other Dick Tracy soundtracks. Oh, So the fact that there's this one and then the, there's the other Back in Business yes. from Dick Tracy. I mean, yes. what other movies have two completely different songs with the same title?
1: Well, and and what do you think about this? the Sondheim Back in Business? Do you have a favorite of the two? This is a big debate with like, would it have been better in the movie had Back in Business been in the movie? Well, it's do so funny like the...
2: because Sondheim's More, which was in the movie, mm-hmm. is almost like, a Back here in business Back in business
1: Yeah
2: I, I I wouldn't want To pick a favorite Because the fact That they coexist Is the brilliance
1: Yeah
2: And of course There's the the Liza And Billy Stritch Version from Carnegie Hall Yes Did you know that Eartha Kitt Recorded the other one And there's a An album called Back in business From 1994 By Eartha Kitt
1: I do know that And I know that She did it in cabaret Around that era too She did sing I'm it I'm
2: sure she did Well yeah It was probably a Carlyle Yeah
1: Yesterday it seemed the world was about to end. Didn't it look as though it wouldn't last out the year? Yesterday disaster waited around the bend. Well, my friend, spring. Vogue was not on this record, right? Would Back in Business have been um, noticed more? Like, if if the record had cut off with the end of "Now I'm Following You," the remix, do you? I'm think... gonna,
2: I'm gonna say it would have gotten noticed less, actually, because I think if it was because if it wasn't for Vogue, this album would have been a footnote.
0: Yeah. Vogue
2: is what really made this album a big like a big deal with a capital B. So I think people discovered this other madonna if you will just I mean, this was not a day that maybe you could get a single but you couldn't stream that one song it's just a different era you got the cd you bought a cd for a song so yeah. i think it's the opposite of what you're saying actually
1: um who's your favorite host of all i want to do is talk about madonna
2: so in terms of my hosts i think the best host situation is the two of you together Oh because is, you have this charmer. Yeah. You guys have a great chemistry and a great <laughs> Thank you. you are very you guys are very simpatico and your voices blend and your attitudes blend and your <clears> uh <throat> like ways of being blend so I think yeah. the best co-host of the show is the pair of you guys. Oh,
1: I love that. Um so besides being uh, you know an amazing photographer and an amazing uh a publicist, um, he, I, I always get the truth from Dan Fortune. Um, well, you also it. produce things. So tell us about a project. There's a project coming up that I I have cool. sponsored and, and been a sponsor of and love. Well, we appreciate
2: your ever. love and sponsorship. So 2021 up. will be the 10th year that I'm doing, well, the 11th year actually, that I work on an annual pride benefit for the LA Forney Center, yes. which is the biggest organization in the country that provides housing, And services for homeless LGBT kids. And so it's Night of a Thousand Judies, which is a tribute to Judy Garland. And we have different artists. (laughs) I'll drill it into you. Um, uh, They have different songs and skits and things like that. It was virtual in 2020, and it'll be virtual in 2021. Hopefully by 2022, we'll be back to live performances in New York. I will um,
1: lick every person in that audience before that show starts if we're live. As long as you're vaccinated, I will have me. at it.
2: Um, so uh, Thousand Judies, we don't have the dates at this point yet for 2021, but it's the, the, the site is thousandjudies.com, spelled out thousand. thousand and um, yeah. we do a great show every year and raise thousands and thousands of dollars for uh, homeless LGBT kids. And um, a good time is had by all.
1: And I have to tell you, if you can be in New York that night, it is one of the swellest parties in town. who Who do you work with on this sh- project? Well, the day?
2: main uh, idea from this came from Justin Sayer, who's a, Justin Elizabeth Sayer, who's a wonderful writer, comedian, um, playwright, wit. and so he if you don't
1: know him. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for you. You're probably not
2: listening to the right show now. Um, and he <laughs> uh, founded it and hosts it and writes it. And then Adam Rosen and I co-produced it and a um, uh, great time is had
1: by all. It, 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 the, the group of talent that they assemble every year, I have to tell you is extraordinary and um, the, different, the different people and the different ways they interpret Judy's catalog and the different ways that people across generations connect with Judy, her art, her work, her songs, her spirit is so inspiring. Every year I learn something new that I, and I, and I'm a big old Judy fan. And we've done our job. I, totally. I mean, one year I learned all about Burt Lahr and you know, <laughs> who doesn't want to know more about Burt Lahr? Well, thank you, Dan. This was a delight. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Night of a thousand Judies. It's spelled out dot o dot com. And, uh, Look for Dan around New York. We're slowly coming back alive. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be all gathering soon, hopefully to um, dance and sing and get up and do our thing.
2: I hope so. I know
0: so.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Dan.
0: What a smart guy. And I love that he does this all this work with the Ali Forney Center. I think that's just really beautiful and um I'm glad that we got to hear about that, Mark. And I love his insights into the song specifically. I I thought that the the little insight about scatting and how how Mm. she's very tasteful with her scat. Um, We don't hear that phrase often.
1: No, we don't.
0: He was also very diplomatic in um, his assessment of who his favorite host is. And I really appreciated that.
1: Yeah, they know what side the bread the butter's on.
0: But I actually think he really loves me more.
1: I think he does too. He does too. Dan's so smart. And he, he I, I gotta say, like I never, he knows so much about music. I never leave a conversation with him without a list of songs and artists that I need to check out. He's just the best. Um, and you know, I think, I think we should start scatting Kenny. Don't you think that'd be fun?
0: Um, I don't believe in doing anything scatological, <laughs> <laughs> at least on recording. Oh my God. All (laughs) right. Till next time, everybody. (laughs) Bye.